Tēnā koea, nō mai, haere mai, my name is Will Appleby and you're listening to Animal Matters. This week, SAFE published an open letter to the Agriculture Minister, signed by over 250 veterinary professionals who all want a ban on colony cages. And last week, SAFE launched a new campaign called Fishers Belong in the Sea. This is a new area for SAFE, so we'll dive into what this campaign is all about. Animal Matters is brought to you by Safe for Animals. We release new episodes every week, so make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whatever your favourite podcast platform is. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at safe.org.nz forward slash animal matters. Yesterday, Safe published an open letter to the Minister of Agriculture, Damien O'Connor, calling for an end to colony cages. Over 250 New Zealand veterinary professionals put their name to the letter. Currently, over 1.2 million hens are confined in Connolly cages in Aotearoa. To fill us in on the contents of the letter and what SAFE seeks to achieve with it, I spoke with SAFE CEO Deborah Ashton. So where was this open letter published? So the open letter was published in the Dominion Post on Monday, uh, and the Dominion Post is Wellington's daily newspaper, and the aim of this was to ensure that it would reach both the Minister of Agriculture, Damian O'Connor, and other politicians essentially having their morning coffee. The open letter states that Connolly Cages breached the Animal Welfare Act. Can you describe to us what you mean by this? So colony cages, yes, they are a, a clear breach of the Animal Welfare Act 1999. So the Act lays out the physical uh, health and behavioural needs of animals and specifies, of course, the needs for things like proper food and water, shelter, and most importantly here, the opportunity to display normal patterns of behaviour. So clearly when you have birds confined into tiny spaces like colony cages, it's really impossible for them to be able to do things like spread their wings, dust bathe or scratch and forage. So what kind of message do you think this open letter sends to the Agriculture Minister? I think this letter sends a very strong message to the Minister when even veterinary professionals are calling for a ban. They are so used to working with animals every day and really and truly understand the behavioural needs of animals. Um, but I mean, not only that, um, over 76% of New Zealanders are against cages. We've got major supermarkets phasing out the sale of cage eggs no later than 2024. We've got, gosh, over 2,000 New Zealand businesses that are removing cage eggs from supply chains. And in fact, the entire EU will be cage-free from 2027, uh, with bans already in place in eight countries and nine states in the US. So having having this voice of veterinary professionals on board calling for change, I think does send a very, very strong message, you know, collectively that uh, it's time for cages to go. That was SAFE CEO Deborah Ashton talking about the open letter published yesterday in the Dominion Post. Land animals get a great deal of focus when it comes to animal welfare and animal rights. When the subject of animal cruelty comes up, it's not uncommon for the conversation to quickly shift to the caging of hens and pigs, or the millions of bobby calves killed by the dairy industry every year to supply the global masses with cow's milk. That's not unique to Aotearoa. It's a global phenomenon among animal advocates. 
Last week, SAFE took a bold step into the lives, rights and welfare needs of aquatic animals with a new campaign called Fishes Belong in the Sea. Laura Gentle is a long-time staffer at SAFE and is the campaign's officer who did a lot of the legwork to bring this campaign to life. If you've ever been a volunteer for SAFE, especially in Christchurch, you've probably dealt with Laura. She's part of the furniture at this point. So this new campaign is called Fishers Belong in the Sea. Can you tell us about the campaign and what you seek to achieve with it? Certainly. It's a long-running campaign, and over the course of the, the coming months and years, we'll raise awareness of all types of issues that affect fishers. Um, but right now, we're focusing quite strongly on fishers in captivity. So that's fishers at home in people's fish tanks and fishers in aquariums as well. So I put this question to Jonathan Belcom last year when I interviewed him for Animal Matters. But as a refresher, can you explain why we say fishers instead of fish? It's a very good question and a question that a few people have already um, been asking us since we launched the campaign. Um, The main reason is that um, the term fishers is being more commonly used um, as a scientific term that refers to all fish species. And there are so many of them, so many types of fishes. And so we've just chosen to call to call the campaign fishers rather than fish and we also think it it, it helps with um acknowledging their individuality as, as individual species as well so this is a new area for safe what has motivated safe to move into this issue well it's something that isn't talked about enough and we feel that fishers are very much the forgotten victims they're often overlooked when it comes to animal welfare they're actually um, recorded in weight rather than as individual species in official statistics um, and also there are no um, humane slaughter regulations on wild caught fish so the ways in which they suffer when they're caught um, are something that would never be allowed um, if those were land animals being being slaughtered. Why is it that we shouldn't be keeping fishes in captivity? Um, well, fishes in captivity are unable to express uh, normal patterns of behaviour in a natural environment. So that means being able to swim vast distances, to search for food, to reproduce, to form natural social structures. So when we keep them in confined spaces, we take away all of those things that are, are natural to them. How common are fish tanks in New Zealand and how many fishes are kept in captivity? That's a good question. They're a lot more common than we realise. So fishes actually outnumber cats and dogs uh, as companion animals and there are around 1.37 million fishes in New Zealand households. So for those listening today, what can our listeners do if they want to support this campaign? Well, you can take the pledge to say no thanks to fish tanks, and that's just a personal commitment to not support animals uh, in in captivity, Um, speaking out when you see fishes in tanks on display at places like restaurants and hotels and waiting areas, and also saying no to visiting aquariums as well. Now, I know you're a bit of a foodie, Laura, and I know we've got loads of recipes as part of this campaign as well. So what are some alternatives that listeners can use if they want to remove fishes from their diet? Well, there are so many, and that's why we invented the Fish Free Challenge. And it's an eight-part email series um, that sends you um, 
wonderful fish-free recipes. It gives you information on all of the great fish alternatives that you can buy in the supermarket. And also in there, there's some great fish facts and and information about different ways that you can help fishers. So that's the uh, fish-free challenge. So that was Safe Campaign's officer, Laura Gentle, talking about Safe's new foray into the issues impacting fishers. The COVID-19 pandemic has led to shortages of various types across the globe. Supply chains have been severely disrupted, shipping times have been stretched, and many people are finding it impossible to get their hands on products and services that two years ago would have been fairly easy to grasp. But it's not just the latest iPhone or PlayStation that's in short supply right now. It's also personnel. Even before the pandemic started, nurses and doctors were raising concerns about unsafe staffing levels in hospitals. Those staffing pressures, no doubt, have only gotten worse since. But what about the doctors and nurses that animals need to see? Well, right now, Aotearoa has a shortage of veterinary professionals. A recruiter from Vet Staff, a vet recruitment agency, recently told RNZ that the labour shortage has reached a crisis point. Some vet clinics have even closed due to the labour shortage. Why don't we train more then? Well... It's not that simple. Massey University can only train 100 students a year, and that figure is capped by the Tertiary Education Commission. Even if that cap was lifted, it takes five years to fully train a veterinarian, so the only option is to bring them in from overseas. A tall order in the current climate. Back in June, the government announced 50 general practice vets would be allowed to enter the country with a border exemption. So far, only two have made it into the country. The Agriculture Minister and the Ministry for Primary Industries managed to secure those border exceptions. But the hold-up appears to be with MB, who are managing the MIQ system. The Chief Executive of the New Zealand Veterinary Association said that many overseas vets are reluctant to even start the visa process due to the delays they're seeing with the MIQ process. What does this mean for your companion animal then? Will I be able to take my Felix to the vet to treat an abscess when he inevitably gets into another fight? Don't start fights unless you can win them, Felix. Well, it probably doesn't mean a lot for our cats and dogs, because the vet shortage is having a much bigger impact on farmers. There's about 500,000 dogs in Aotearoa, and considering about 41% of households have at least one cat, there's about 1.5 million cats scratching your sofa and begging for food. Compare that with 800,000 deer, 10 million cows, 26 million sheep and 124 million chickens, you can start to see where the pressure on vets lies. The National Party's agriculture spokesperson, Barbara Kuriger, recently said that animal welfare will be compromised due to the shortage of vets. And she's not entirely wrong. Any animal that isn't able to seek treatment will suffer. But animal welfare is compromised across the board in the agriculture sector. Cows, sheep and chickens are all exploited in quantities almost too great to comprehend. So I don't think we have much of a shortage of vets at all. What we have is an excess of farmed animals. Perhaps maybe, just maybe... We wouldn't have an impending animal welfare crisis if we farmed less animals. Or better yet, none at all. 
Thank you for listening to Animal Matters. This podcast is brought to you by Safe for Animals, New Zealand's leading animal rights organisation and produced by myself, Will Appleby. Make sure you subscribe to stay across Animal Matters on whatever your favourite podcast platform is. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners to find the show. Until next time, mate wa.